Welcome back to this week's episode of Dating with Nora. This week I am joined with Katie. Hello. Um, so <laughs> I met her on TikTok and I'm going to let her plug on her social media and all that. Um, but she is someone who makes very similar content and I saw her page and I saw her comment and she's like, have I got a story for you to talk about on your podcast? So that's what we're doing now. <laughs> so we're going to be answering some more breakout questions, uh, more so headed towards no contact and how to successfully do that and maintain it. Um, and yeah, so I'll let her introduce herself. Yay. Okay. Hi, I'm Katie. Um, so I'm actually an online health and fitness coach. So if you um, are into health and wellness, you can follow me at keeping fit with Katie on Instagram. Um, but I actually went through a divorce seven months ago and I went to TikTok to really, um, not even thinking that people could relate to me, but just getting out there as an outlet because I'm 24, so I'm a young divorcee and I just felt so alone. And so I started sharing my story and it really resonated with people. And so now I just make fun little TikTok videos and I love it. It's been such like a healing platform for me. So I do that and then I have a podcast with my best friend called No Crying on the Internet where we just chat all things being in your 20s and just all the fun that comes with it. So those are my, uh, my TikTok is, um, I think I just changed my name. So it's keeping up with Katie 2.0, but you can follow me there too. Yeah. I kept looking up your TikTok name and it's like keeping fit with Katie, keeping up with Katie. <laughs> I know. I know. Part of it, like the top part still says keeping fit. And then the bottom, like my profile says keeping up. I probably shouldn't have changed it, but it's fine. It's oh, whatever. Well, it's fine. Mine has a bunch of underscores in it and I don't know how to change it. So. Oh yeah. I'm like, eh, well, that's fine. We'll just keep it there. But that's so funny. So I'm actually 24 too. I did not know. We were oh, cool. The same age. Yeah, I, I had no you're idea. younger than me. No, people tell me I look 18, so it's fine. Not 18, but <laughs> yeah, like 22, 21. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's actually, um, I mentioned it in my earlier videos, but the whole reason I started my TikTok as well is because I went through this huge breakup with my son's father and I just decided to cry about it on the internet and share like stories of horrible men that I've dated. And that's kind of, I just love that that resonates with so many people because I feel like so many women are just fed the fuck up. <laughs> no, seriously. Dating. Yeah. And I feel like nobody has like a place to share. And I know for me, I felt like none of my friends can relate. Like, of course, they've gone through like really bad breakups. Mm -hmm. And um, a divorce feels like that, honestly. Like I told my friends, I was like, divorce feels like you just went through a really shitty breakup. But yeah. um, there's a lot of legal stuff that a lot of people don't understand that come with it as well. And so I just felt so alone. And like none of my, all my friends are in these beautiful long-term relationships. And I just went through like the worst heartbreak. So I was like, I don't know. I'd never really done TikTok, but I was like, I'm going to share me crying. And I cry a lot on TikTok. <laughs> Surprisingly for my <laughs> podcast name, No Crying on the Internet, we cry a lot. It's perfect. It's fine. Everybody needs to cry. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, well, here's me sobbing again. <laughs> I know, but I bet it's kind of cool to be able to look back on your progress, progress as well to see like yeah. where you were and be like, oh. Well, and people will comment too now on my stuff and be like, I've been following you since the beginning and now like seeing your progress. Like, I think the coolest thing is these women come to me and they're like, you give me so much hope. And I keep telling them like, if I can do it, you can do it because I feel like I hit, I slammed into rock bottom. So mm -hmm. if I can get through this and, and like be on my own as someone who is working on their codependency, like you can do it too. 
Yes, heavy on the codependency. That's heavy. who I become in relationships every single time. I think I'm a little avoidant now because now I'm like, <laughs> so I'm reading the book Attached. So I'm like, girl, you need to figure this shit out. I know. You know what? Anxious attachment is a nightmare. So I'd rather be avoidant any day. I think I, I, swing, I swing back a little bit though. I'm like, I'll become avoidant. And then if they're avoidant, I'm like, oh, uh, anxious. <laughs> you're not matching the energy yeah i'm immediately in love with "Hmm." you (laughs) yeah i'm like why are you not in love with me why are you not so yeah we're working through that we're working through that (laughs) same (laughs) every single day every day but um so in the spirit of that we're going to be talking about like i said more so no contact questions how to successfully do it um as people you know i have anxious she said she had anxious before it's horrible and it sucks and it's never easy no matter how many tips and tricks you get so <laughs> we're, we're gonna get into that um so these questions came from our tiktok and instagram dms um so we're gonna go ahead and read some out and let's get started ready yay yes okay So this one um, was from TikTok. It says, hi, girl. I just wanted to let you know your videos have been incredibly helpful to me while I'm finally cutting off my toxic ex that has been stringing me along for over a year after he abruptly dumped me. Do you have any advice on how to stop reminiscing on good memories with him slash how he used to treat me versus how terribly he treated me afterwards? I have him blocked on everything, made a list of the bad things he did and made me feel, but I can't stop thinking about him. I've been in a toxic off and on cycle with him for so long after he broke up with me and I'm at a point now where I hate myself and I'm at a rock bottom but trying to let him go finally. So that one actually (laughs) went right along with what we were just talking about. Um, First of all, I want to say I don't think, you know, obviously you don't want to think about like the good memories all the time because that makes the healing process so much harder and just makes you feel like you have so many more reasons to go back to him. But I don't think you should look at those memories in a negative connotation. Um, No matter what happened, you still had a connection with this person. You still had a relationship with them. And even if it ended horribly or just ended kind of mutually, it's still a good and fond memory to remember that you were able to connect with another human being like this. Um, And it should give you hope that, you know, this relationship didn't last, but it was still good enough that you have memories like that. Imagine what your next one is going to be like. Or the one that finally works out for you. And if you could love someone like that, that means someone's capable of loving you with the same exact energy. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, yeah. So definitely look at it that way. Um, I think, you know, you said how he used to treat me versus how terribly he treated you afterwards. That is something that really sticks with me because my last big breakup, it was like night and day. Like... He was yep, my been there. <laughs> been <laughs> <you're> like... there. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, who the fuck are you? You're like, I we were best friends t- literally mm-hmm. like 12 hours ago and now you're treating me like now you're screaming at me. Yeah, yeah. what's going on there? <laughs> like the at the bottom of your shoe and it's just like it's conflicting cuz you're like was that person even ever real? Like how can you mm-hmm. act so cold towards me when we were just sharing everything with each other a couple days ago? Um you know, there's nothing that can really heal that type of pain. I like a lot of people tend to think that if you meet up with your ex and get them to be friendly with you again, it'll give you some type of closure. It'll give you some type of peace of mind that they were kind and they did mean that they loved you when they said it. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I yeah, think- I got that kind of closure and it didn't help. I mean, it it 
it didn't help. <laughs> no. no. And, and this is why I always say, say you have that closure meeting and they stop mm-hmm. acting cold towards you and they start acting friendly again. What's that going to do? It's just a mind trip. It's a it's mind a, trip. Yeah. yeah. You're just thinking like, okay, so who is this? What's real and what's not? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if anything, it does worse for you than it going horribly because then you're like, oh, wait, is the spark still there? Is there hope for us? Yeah. You know? And like I said, like, if they're going to be an asshole, they're going to be an asshole. And yeah. um, pay attention to that behavior because, you know, who somebody is before you make it official in the relationship and who they are afterwards is very telling to who they really are the entire time. Oh, 100%. And I think, too, mm-hmm. like, knowing – so for me, one big thing that really, really helped was, well, two things. One was flipping that perspective back on me. So knowing that, okay, you know, I'm still thinking about them. I think it's okay. Like I have a weird perspective maybe, but I think it's okay that you can't just, you're not going to be able to just flip that switch and stop thinking about them. That's, I mean, Mm -hmm. you spent however many years with them. You spent every day talking to this person. It's going to take a while. It's just that detachment. I think, though, flipping that perspective back on you, though, and okay, how can I grow? How can I be better? What am I learning? Like, really flipping it anytime, anytime you start thinking about them, because we are, this maybe is like sciencey, but we're just trying <laughs> to make new neural pathways in our brains. Like, our neurons are always firing. And so, making those new neural pathways of, okay, instead of every time you think about them, start thinking about yourself. What can I do better? And I know she said, like, I've hit rock bottom. Um, but just try and do anything for yourself. Another thing that I think helps me is, okay, what, like I know specifically like for my ex probably didn't heal from some past trauma. And that's a lot of people I think haven't healed from past childhood trauma or whatever it is. And so thinking about Mm -hmm. it like that, like, okay, he hasn't healed. And that's clearly very telling now. And so thinking about it like that too, it has nothing to do with you and your relationship and has everything to do with him and who he is like as a person. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when, to add on to that, when people treat you poorly, it's a reflection of themselves. And, it really is. Um, either they're not happy with themselves, they have, like she said, some past trauma. Um, and I think it's also important to remember that they're hurting in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll touch base on this a little. I think we have another question kind of more relevant, yeah. but um, they're dealing it with it in their own way. And, you know, there's different attachment styles. There's different ways people process things. Um, for me personally, I would, you know, after a breakup, I'm on the floor. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to eat anything. I feel like throwing up at mm-hmm. the thought of a dating yeah, app. <laughs> and and my ex was on Tinder going on dates a week later. And to me, that was frustrating. And I was like, how dare he? Did mm-hmm. I not mean anything to him? And, you know, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. He's allowed to heal however he wants. It yeah. doesn't make him the villain. It just means we process things different ways. And it and it doesn't take away from the relationship that we had or that you two had either. Yeah. Yeah. And they're typically running to the next thing, the next person, because they don't want to heal. So mm-hmm. knowing that you're doing it the right way and you're healing in the best way that you can. Yep. And um, last thing I did want to mention, saying that you've been in a toxic off and on cycle with him for so long. Um, you know, I don't, I never know what toxic really means because mm-hmm. it, it can mean a lot of different things. But depending on your situation, I would 
I would look into trauma bonds and how they form, why they form and looking at it, like I think Katie said, in a more scientific, (laughs) scientific way, sometimes it does help to like, um, break it down that way because you fully understand Mm -hmm. why I'm feeling this way. You're not, you're not feeling irrational about your feelings because a trauma bond is something so incredibly powerful especially after being in a toxic relationship it leaves you still wanting the person even though they treated you horribly or brought you to the darkest point of your life or you know and you still want that person so I would I would suggest looking into that and for me personally that helped me a lot being able to rationalize why I feel the way I do and being able to walk away and feel good about walking away yeah 100% And then, of course, therapy, if you're not already in it, that helps so much too. just having Mm -hmm. that unbiased support um, is everything. I mean, I went to therapy like three times, like a week as I was going through my divorce. So having that unbiased opinion and someone who can build you up that knows you but isn't in your life fully, I think helps. But as far as like being hitting rock bottom, just surround yourself with good supportive people if you can friends family any of those people um and you might not feel great right now but just know that you'll get one percent better every day and then there will be a day where you'll look up and see the light at the end of the tunnel absolutely and um you shouldn't you know you said you hate yourself for where you're at you shouldn't every Mm. every emotion that you have is very valid it's all part of your healing stage and your body is required to feel them all in full effect to heal properly breathe the body keeps the score that's a great Mm -hmm. book (laughs) so if you know let yourself grieve let yourself Mm -hmm. mourn let yourself go through you know do you need to lay on the kitchen floor and sob do it do it (laughs) please (laughs) do it do you need to drink wine with your friends and just sing songs and act ridiculous dance yeah do it do what you need to do i look like a crazy person going through my last breakup if somebody had a video camera in my living room i would look psychotic oh i literally (laughs) could not be alone for the first like three months like i was hopping from person to person just spending the Mm -hmm. night at anybody's house that i could but i'm one who my best friend and i were talking actually and she was like i want to be alone when i'm going through something and i'm like no Mm -hmm. i have to be neck like literally i will be glued to your side for three months if I could. And I did. I'd hopped from friends to family to anybody because no. I felt like I couldn't, I could not stand up by myself. Like I wasn't strong enough. So like really lean on that family and friend support if you have it. Yeah. So yeah, you got this. Cool. It's going to get better with time. It will. It will get so much better. Um. Okay. Going through one of my questions. So one of my TikTok followers said, hey, currently going through a divorce. How do you keep going forward, especially when you're in an area when you have no family and friends since you moved here for him? He also asked for a divorce days before our one year anniversary, which I can highly relate. My ex handed me papers on my one year wedding anniversary. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> he just slid those over. He had no idea what the day was. Um, and so I really can relate to that question. Um, Honestly, though, as far as just no family and friends, that's hard for me because, like I said, I did rely so much on family and friends. But whenever I was alone, um, plugging, like I had my headphones in constantly and I was listening to motivational podcasts, motivational audiobooks, anything that could help me. I was really, and I still am, really focused on growing myself. Um, and so that's one thing. I, if I was alone, I, constantly had headphones in and 
either like uplifting music or just podcasts, Mel Robbins, Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty has been like, I would marry that man. <laughs> I love him <laughs> so much. He is like the best, like, honestly, that was the most healing podcast for me to listen to. Um, but yeah, what advice do you have? Because for me, I heavily rely on friends and family. So that's kind of mm-hmm. hard for me. Um, but what would you say? So I'm kind of the same way. So mm-hmm. um, I am very much anxious attachment style. So I get really uncomfy when I'm by myself. And that's something yeah. that I've had to work on personally, continuously. Um, but as far as going through it alone, I I really think you need to just lean into starting to love being alone. And that means yeah. pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, something I always, always suggest, uh, whether that be through my comments or clients or friends, journaling. Journaling mm-hmm. is so powerful. And if write down anything you feel any if you're mad, write it down. If you're sad, write it down. If you're excited to do something that day, write it down it makes you kind of like rely on yourself and give you a routine of kind of being your own friend and being your own support yeah. system. And not only that, but being able to look back, you know, a month into your journal and where you were then and where you are now. And that's insanely encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. And you won't even realize it until you are able to look back at it. Um, take yourself out on dates, do stuff, get, yeah. get excited about being alone. You know, we tend to look at breakups in a negative connotation um, that there can be, be no good which you know they suck nobody wants to be divorced nobody wants to be going through a breakup nobody wants to be uncomfortable but I think there's a celebration in it as well because you can learn to really discover yourself again and it's a new chapter and the possibilities and doors and everything just opened wide open wide for you you know like you have so many other options and so many things you can do now it get excited about that and learning to make it about you. Um, it's not selfish to make yourself the priority. Um, and I feel like a lot of people feel selfish when they're thinking, Oh, it's only about me. Make it about you. Make this about you. Do what you want to do. Go hang out with who you want to hang out with. Talk to who you want to talk to, you know, go on a trip by yourself, a road trip. That was something really fun. I want Um, a solo trip. So bad. I want to do a cruise, but I'm a little nervous to solo cruise. (laughs) You, I mean, it, it sounds scary, but yeah. I mean, do it. Like, I've seen you know? so many people on TikTok do it. I will say, too, mm-hmm. one thing is that I know journaling can seem really scary for a lot of people. Um, I know that I was like, I don't want to journal. I wish now I would have journaled more going through it because, like mm-hmm. you said, I wish I could look back. But I kind of have like video diaries on TikTok. That, that was kind of that's kind of my journaling. I'm better at talking than I am written word. But one thing um, I think people are scared to journal because it they like don't want to relive it right they don't want to like tell the story and relive it but just knowing that it will like get out of your head and on paper and it's you'll feel so much better after journaling like it really is true once you just start doing it and it doesn't even have to be something my therapist said doesn't even have to be like this poetic written word like bullet point like i feel mad i feel sad like i feel whatever and that really helped me because i felt like it had to be this perfectly written sentences and i was gonna be graded on it but no just like journal journal whatever comes to you Mm -hmm. just word vomit it that was the first couple weeks after that breakup last year it it looks like scribble but it was just word vomit it was everything I was feeling and 
just to kind of like physically get it out and on to somewhere else other than in my mind is just very refreshing. Yeah. And it's very therapeutic as well. A hundred percent. Cool. That's all I have for this one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the next one we have comes from TikTok again. Um, She says, hey, I've watched your videos consecutively and kind of have a question. What if they ask for a break for them to find themselves and heal? And they promise you that when they heal, they will work on our relationship, but begin giving the uncertainty that fixing us is more like an option that who knows it's going to be fixed or not. I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I uh-uh. I just don't like breaks. I don't think breaks are... I think it takes a lot more for a person to heal than just a few weeks or a few months or whatever. And so... And I also think, like, why would they need a break to do that? And mm-hmm. also, why have they not been pushing for a better relationship from the start? You know what I mean? There's so many... I guess questions and things that I'm like, I just don't really believe in breaks. I think that if you want to take a break, that's just my personal opinion though. It's just, I just don't, don't love breaks. Like I just, I'm, I'm like a one and done though. Like if you, you know, I have gone back to exes before, but it's never worked out for me. So it's like, you are taking a break for a reason. And Mm -hmm. also if he's already being uncertain about things like, no, goodbye. I actually just made a TikTok video about this, which got very controversial comments. <laughs> but I, I haven't think... seen that one yet. You you pop up on my for you page like literally. I, like I follow you, but you also still pop up on my for you page you all know, the time. It's the grind. I'm like, girl, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> no, but I yeah, I made just a similar video talking about how, you know, I one I don't think needing to find yourself is a valid reason to break up with somebody i think that's no i think it's an i think it's an excuse it and is i also think there's a difference between breaking up with somebody to find yourself and grow and you know letting them do whatever they want and you go on your healing journey whatever you need to do and telling someone that you need to go find yourself but you'll be back i think that's really mean and i think um, yeah like wait for me like i'll be over here but like and doing whatever but like wait for me it gives so much false hope Mm -hmm. to the person when you could already be healing like say they wait three months well that's three months that you could have already been healing and growing and doing your own thing but in the back of your head you're like okay but they'll be back oh that's Mm -hmm. that is mean you're right that's mean or or they want to go grow and heal but and do whatever they want but you need to be in the house waiting for them being loyal absolutely not okay no absolutely not um First of all, you can, I'm a full believer that if you need to find yourself and heal because humans are ever evolving and we always have other life journeys and healing and Mm -hmm. progression going on at all times, you should be able to do that in your relationship because if you can't do it while in a relationship, you are never going to have a relationship that lasts more than a year. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just um, read a book called Single on Purpose by John Kim and it talks about this. So it talks about how um you can be single and finding yourself but you should be able to do that in a relationship so maybe to the follower who said this maybe read that book too because it was really helpful for me and it's not like an anti-relationship book but it's very much so just like it's kind of like wake the fuck up like he's very Mm -hmm. like he's very blunt with everything which i personally i need that in my life so um maybe read that book because it really helped me but yeah i think I think you should be able to do that in a relationship, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say um, let him do what he wants. Um, let him go find himself, whatever that means. Let him go heal. Um, but move on. <laughs> you know? Move on. Yeah. Let him, 
everybody's capable of doing whatever they want. Um, but if he does that, I would say move on. Don't put your life on hold for him. No. Don't p- close yourself off from other relationships blossoming or possibilities. Um, you know, and if it's meant to work out, you two will find each other again. And if not, life goes on. <laughs> it really life does. goes on. And there are 7 billion people out there on this planet. I think that that's something that has helped me too. It's like, I and I don't know about you, but I also am like spiritual and so mm-hmm. um and religious and so that's something that's helped me a lot is like, okay, my life like yes, I have free will, but my life's been planned for me. So all I gotta do is work on myself. I think that that's something if you something that just really helped me, and I know I've already said this, but just reiterating it, if you flip that perspective back to yourself and think, How can I grow? How can I be a better human? I really do think like abundance and the universe will like reward you for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree. I agree. Cool. Um, okay. So this one is a little bit longer, but um, one of my TikTok followers said, I'm thinking about leaving my husband. Um, we got married a year ago. Therapy isn't helping. He keeps lying to me and has been for over a year. I've asked him to stop and he won't. I don't know what to do anymore. Um, any and all advice is appreciated. We do have two um, kids and I don't want them thinking that this is what marriage is, which I think is... I think I have a lot of opinions about this because that's heavy. Um, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> and I think that yeah. I don't want to assume, but I also don't, I agree. I don't really, not that I'm like, I don't want her kids thinking about that. Cause that's not my life. But mm-hmm. I do think also at the same point, it's like, you don't want your kids to grow up and have any kind of childhood trauma. You know what I mean? That they're going to have to heal from. And so I am definitely the believer that like, as a kid, I would rather see my mom and dad happy than together and fighting. And that's just mm-hmm. me. That's my personal opinion growing up from like parents who are divorced. No, I agree. I also think that kids are a lot smarter than we think they are. And kids pick up mm-hmm. on They're everything. intuitive to feelings. Definitely. They know they know if mom's hurting and not happy. They know if dad's hurting and not happy or angry. Mm-hmm. They they just know. And um you know, I think it. you're in therapy and nothing's changing for, what she say, a year she's in therapy with him? Um, she didn't say how long therapy, but just therapy um, isn't helping. But they've been married for um, like a year and a half at this point. Yeah, so if somebody... I think if he's lying, that's such a big trust issue too. Mm-hmm. If someone's lying to you, um, trust is, you know honestly should be like the foundation of a relationship. Like you want them to feel safe and feel like that's your home and like your family is your home. And I think that if trust is broken, that's really hard. Like I wouldn't, I would not want that. I think that again, I I think your kids, yeah, are very intuitive probably. I also think it has to do with respect in a sense that he doesn't hold a lot of respect for, for you. And I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's hard to hear, but sometimes we need to hear that to be like, you know, like, hell no, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Do you want to be lied to you for the rest of your life? Do you want to be unhappy for the rest of your life? And, you know, marriage is a very serious thing. I'm not saying it's something that you should just, you know, call quits on very easily or just give up, but you also have to prioritize yourself and your mental health and, you know, life is long, but it's also very short. And you deserve to be happy and have somebody who loves you and respects you enough to tell you the truth and um, isn't going to need isn't going to need you begging for them to act right because they're going to want to do it because they love you. Um, Yeah. 
And like you said, therapy isn't helping. And so I feel like y'all didn't just want to call it quits. Like y'all have tried measures before that. And so if therapy isn't helping, that's really hard because it does take two people in marriage counseling to make it work. And it takes two people in a marriage to make it work and in a relationship. And so if they're not Mm -hmm. willing to put in that same effort, then yeah, I just think that's a respect thing, like you said. Yeah. That one cool. was sad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one was sad. And we're sorry to hear that you're going through that. Like, and I'm sorry to hear any of you any of y'all yeah. are going through that. Yeah. I message all my followers like I'm like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Um, it's hard, but I feel like I feel like honestly, now that I'm on TikTok, I'm seeing that like everyone goes through one big horrible breakup or divorce or whatever it's character building (laughs) your heart ripped out of your no seriously i'm like it's for the plot (sighs) yeah the plot is me the plot (laughs) yeah i'm like great no seriously Uh, okay so this next question comes from my tiktok again it says my ex and i broke up for almost three months now ever since we broke up he never showed any sign that he's sad about it or affected by it worst case is we work together too We try not to chat unless needed, but lately he's been showing signs or maybe I'm delusional. He broke up with me because he said he's not sure what he wants right now and I'm too committed. He's not ready for a relationship. Just reason after reasons that I wasn't honestly expecting. Yeah. Um, I think he's stringing you along. I think he's liking the attention for sure. And I know that's hard to hear. Um, I kind of came at that very blunt. (laughs) But I think that if he's telling you I think if he's telling you one thing and his actions are another, you need to run because I think that he's stringing you along for like, I feel like egotistical men too, um, like they want, they want the attention and they want you Mm -hmm. to come back. He wants to know that you'll keep coming back. And so the second that you don't, I think that that's going to prove a really hard point for him, but you have to stick with that. You have to not go back and not ever go back. Absolutely. And also, when has somebody being too committed to you ever been a problem? Isn't that what everybody <laughs> Isn't that yeah. what everybody wants? If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, "Okay, so you want to sleep around? Go for it." Like, no, seriously. And you know what Katie was saying? Egotistical men thrive. They literally get their energy off knowing that you are wrapped around their finger. And mm-hmm. they like knowing that they have somebody who's always going to answer their call no matter what they do. And I think it's time to set some firm boundaries here because, you know, it sounds like you're still invested and you're confused. He's taking up too much of your energy and your time. And, you know, this might sound blunt as well, but he's told you where he's at and he's he's made it pretty clear. And so allowing him to keep messing with you and your feelings is not something we're going to keep entertaining because it's like I said, it's too much energy. It's too much time. It's too much of your emotions being spent on this person who does not respect you or your feelings. Um, when you could be investing that into yourself, um, and making yourself healthy to find somebody who isn't scared of someone who's too committed. Um, yeah, that sounds like he just wants to go and mess around, but still have you like in the corner so that he can come back to you if things don't work out with these other people or you know whatever it may be but I think yeah he just literally wants you there so that he knows he can have you so I agree Mm -hmm. I think 
firm boundaries have to be set with this. I think like no texting him back, like no entertaining him at work. It's hard when you work with somebody, but I think just focusing on getting, doing your job, getting in there, getting out is going to be really beneficial if you can maybe like plug in headphones so that you can't entertain like talking Mm -hmm. to him Um, or just simply when he talks to you, like don't respond or tell him I'm not entertaining this anymore. Yeah, no. And, you know, you said it, it seems like he's not affected by it at all. Um, he is. He, he is affected. He wouldn't be acting this way if he wasn't affected. Yeah. And the fact that he, from my perspective at least, and from my own experience, if somebody's acting unbothered but still keeping up with you, it's because they're worried that you're out finding somebody who treats you better than mm-hmm. they did and they want to make sure that you're still like i said wrapped around their finger um so yeah. he definitely cares or else he wouldn't be doing the mind games um and also they take forever like i feel like we go through things immediately while men it takes them longer so maybe absolutely. in six months that's when he will start feeling really sad and also he doesn't he's egotistical so he doesn't want to show you that he's sad he'll never show you it'll all be behind closed doors You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it'll all be a game, too. It's never Mm going to be just, you know, what a healthy relationship should be. Um, People that have a high ego and play games with people um, tend to be very manipulative and always are going to be one step ahead of you. And this is something not healthy to have in your life. Um, And that's why I say, you know, they'll exes almost always come back and it tends to be the ones that act unaffected in the beginning act like they're having the time of their life and when they finally have to face reality and face those emotions that's when they come running back when they've had their fun when they see the grass isn't greener on the other side um i always joke around about like exes getting on tinder and realizing they're not the hot shit that they thought they were um and that's when they'll be back and that's when you need to keep that door locked because mm-mm we're not anybody's yeah. backup plan. We're not anybody's second choice. Um, if somebody invests in you and loves you, they know that they want to do that. Um, and we're not going to be the second choice because hell no. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah. And start investing that time and like love and energy into yourself. Like be too committed for you. Like be like make yourself that commitment. And mm-hmm. I think that that will really, really help. But yeah, it's just time to like set firm boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty, I think last question and we'll kind of dive into this but one of my tiktok followers said i've seen most of your videos but wondering if you guys went no contact after divorce and no contact is a very very big topic in breakups and divorces and personally in my relationship we did we went no contact pretty much immediately mm-hmm. um we spoke a couple months after our divorce only because i had to get things from him um And it was a terrible time (laughs) speaking to him. Like, I didn't realize how much peace you feel after you go no contact and you don't talk to that person for several months and how anxiety ridden I was to see his name pop up on my phone. Um, But yeah, I'm a firm believer in no contact. What do you think? Uh, yes, I love no contact for many, many reasons. (laughs) I think not only is it beneficial, um, to you know for your ex or whoever is being silent or giving you the silent treatment um to miss you and to actually feel the effect of your absence um it's effective for you as well because you have time to reflect you have time to separate and you have time to really you know sometimes our mind erases things 
for protection purposes mm-hmm. um and when you are separated from that person it all comes back and it can yeah. really give you time to be like what the fuck was i doing with this person um i you know from personal experience um like i said earlier i have anxious attachments so no contact is like my worst nightmare <laughs> when i love somebody and I remember the first week being just absolute hell. It was really, 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 really hard. And I woke up crying and I went to bed crying. And I just, you know, and my ex seemed unaffected. (laughs) It seemed like just another day to him. Um, And then the second week is when things started coming, coming back to my memory. And I really got that reflection of like, you know, there are things that happened in this relationship that were very hurtful and um very blindsiding to me it gives you a lot of reflection time and time to think about you know your faults their faults and if you even want to get back together with this person at the end of the day because immediately when you go no contact the only thing you want to do is hear from that person you want to see them you want to hear their voice you only tend to think about the good memories, not the bad ones. But when you get further down into it, that's when reality kind of hits and you really look at the relationship for what it really was and not what you were thinking of and elevating it as in your head. And um, it can also bring a lot of peace of mind when you get to that point, you know, if it was unhealthy, if it was toxic, um, to really think like, yeah, no, that wasn't great. And I'm doing okay now. And it hurts, but I'm doing okay. I'm alive. I survived and i can move on with my life so i i always tell people no contact is best um yeah i think too knowing that i think a lot of times we're like oh my gosh we miss him so much and yeah that's probably true in the beginning but also you just miss the attachment like it's mm -hmm. all about just detaching from the situation and from the person like yes you might miss them in the beginning i feel like no contact was that's the thing i don't really remember the texting part being that hard for me in the beginning i do remember like anytime i did get a text i would like see if it was my ex but i also Mm -hmm. know my ex is very like black or white and so i knew like okay if he decided to divorce me like i'm not getting a text from him and so i had to like Mm -hmm. tell myself that and so i feel like it took me though probably three months to really start getting those memories back of like okay these were red flags. Like I did get love bombed in the beginning. Like I started to like really realize like, okay, these were all red flags in my relationship and I just covered them up back in the day. Um, But I do feel like just, you know, telling yourself, I I don't know. I think to me and to my family, I was always like, I miss him so much. And And I started to really realize it's not about him. It's about the attachment I had to him and now I'm just learning to detach and I think that's hard when you're codependent but something that Mm -hmm. is so worth it but yeah I will I think no contact is like the best way to heal um and I think it's one of the only ways that you can truly like detach from someone yeah and to add on like it's the comfort zone everybody likes their safety net everybody likes a routine I love routines I love lists I love knowing what's going on with my day um so when that half of my life was ripped out unexpectedly um I went into panic zone and I mm-hmm. I kind of realized um how codependent I I leaned on this person and how how I saw them as more me than just me myself and I kind of blended us together and um no contact really showed me that you know 
I'm going to be fine either way. And, you know, I was, I was a person before the relationship and I'll be a whole person after the relationship. And like I said, life goes on, (laughs) even when you feel like it's not, it really does. And, you know, I, at the time me and this person were together for, I, I think two, almost three years. And, um, and, and I thought about it and I'm not saying, you know, it didn't matter to me or that I didn't love this person, but it really was, you know, two or three years is not a, not a long time in the grand scheme of a whole lifetime. Um, and you have to think about it, kind of trick your mind in that way and just realize and rationalize that that if I live for 70, 80 years, am I gonna, am I gonna remember being heartbroken for a month over to your relationship? no (laughs) like yeah and I think kind of going off what you said to earlier it's just it's a transition period in your life so it's okay to like freak out and I'm type a to like a fault like Mm -hmm. like what you said lists and routine (laughs) and I want it all but it's I think it's okay to have that freak out period and you're going to because it's a transition and nobody likes the unknown. And so knowing that, I think what you said, just rationalizing with yourself can be so helpful because um, I was reading that book single on purpose last night and it was just talking about how um, like your thoughts can produce feelings, but that doesn't mean that every thought we have is true. Um, And so Mm -hmm. kind of like tricking your brain, like you said, and just rationalizing as much as possible because those same thoughts will produce the same feelings, but tricking it and coming up with a new thought is going to produce a new feeling. Absolutely. Um, But I... I do want to say we're going to do a follow-up episode um, where we're going to dive more into no contact and how to be successful with it and kind of what helped us um, getting out of long-term relationships. And then Katie, um, I would love for her to share her own personal story about her healing journey um, and how, you know, she's one gotten through it is continuing to get through it. Um, Talking about dating after, after a long being with someone for a long time and then going yeah. through a breakup that's a whole nother world and it's terrifying whole world. <laughs> yeah it's literally terrifying and maybe some like little narcissism mm. dabbled in there a little narcissism I, talk dabbled I've in there i've been waiting for this <laughs> i know i'm like i'm waiting to spill the tea um, yeah no i i want to hit heavy on that one yeah. honestly and you know um katie and i were talking before filming this about you know the word narcissist is thrown around a lot um but what that really looks like, um, what the warning signs are for a narcissistic mm-hmm. person, if you can avoid it, avoid it at all costs. And, yeah, please and, run, run the opposite way immediately. And, um, yeah, and kind of like processing the trauma that that kind of relationship can have on you and, and getting out of it and the healing process, because that is a whole adding narcissist onto the stage of a healing after a breakup is a whole nother journey in itself. Um, yeah 100 percent. thank you so much for having me on this podcast i had yes. so much fun i can't wait to do a follow-up episode i think that's going to be really helpful we'll um yeah do kind of more of a deep dive into no contact tips and tricks and those kinds of things but thank you so much for having me of course thank you um and then again i'll have all of katie's links in the bio of this podcast whether it be youtube spotify apple you can listen anywhere now um we hope you guys have a great weekend and we will see you next time Bye. Bye.